Yeah, I mean the the Green Bay Packers repeat. I, I, everybody's favorite to repeat. They were Super Bowl champs last year. They have the best quarterback ever. I'm not ever. I exaggerate, but ever. the best quarterback <laughs> I've ever seen. Live. And one of the best dances ever. It's true. He has the little discount double check going on. Um, he's uh, Aaron Rodgers is just out of this world, completing passes at like 73 percent clip, which would be an NFL record if he keeps it up. Minimal interceptions, leading the NFL in touchdowns. Yes, that's surprising. Just, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I mean, like like Zulon says, um, out of the defense. NFC West, a traditionally awful, defense. awful, awful, um, traditionally awful division. That hurts. San Francisco 49ers are running away at nine and one. They can actually clinch the division this week. In week eleven, they can clinch the division, which is laughable. In case you guys aren't familiar with the NFL, that is very, very early to clinch a division. It's, it's laughable. It's preposterous. And the, that next, hurts. the next best team in their at their uh, in their division is four and six. They're nine and one. Miss um, Newton's Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Miss Newton's in Seattle. And Zvon Zeffin's St. Louis Rams. Yeah, they're not going anywhere either, guys. Quickly, two teams you have to pick to I mean NFC Championship game. Who is it? Um, Giants-Packers. Giants-Packers. Giants defense and Eli Manning will will help them out in the playoffs. 49ers, pretenders. That 91-49ers. I think Alex Smith, I mean, what happens if they're down six in the fourth quarter? I think Alex Smith can't get it done, which is a shame. Let's see. Packers-Giants. Moving on. Uh... Tim Tebow of the Denver Broncos. For those of you who aren't familiar with Tim Tebow, he was a former two-time... No, one-time Heisman Trophy. One-time. Drafted. Uh, drafted in the first round. A reach, a reach by the Denver Broncos in the first round. They picked him 25th when many thought he was no better than a third-rounder. No one thought he should be a quarterback in the NFL. They wanted to put him in H-back and all this other junk. They he benched him. They benched him for a couple years. Cal Orton, the uh, original star quarterback, more conventional of a quarterback... Did saw it for a few years and eventually was benched due to ineffectiveness and they went in, one and five in their first six games. In comes Tim Tebow, and the rest Tim is history. Tebow. Tim Tebow, well, it's it's writing itself now. Um, Tim Tebow, he's a guy that he's left-handed. He has a very 
odd release, shall we say. Uh, very unconventional, but the thing is, I mean, he just makes stuff happen. He's a much, he's a very running quarterback. He's a big guy, about 6'3", 240. He's big, big dude. Um, he just runs people over. I mean, it doesn't matter. He has yet to complete 50% of his passes the, in one NFL game. But the fact of the matter is, he just, he just has wins. I mean, it's ridiculous. Four of the last five He's got wins. the intangibles. I mean, the thing is, I, people talk about the intangibles. I mean, the thing is, you can visibly see a change on the Broncos team whenever he comes into the game. They just love him. One thing we got to ask. One thing we got to ask. Sorry, do, do share. Do share. <laughs> uh, they started at 1-5. They're currently... No, they started at one and four. Now they're one five. and four. They're five and five after Tim Tebow took over at one and five. Still one and four. But we saw improvement. Do they win the AFC West? No, no. Uh, it's unfortunate. Kyle Orton's initial ineffectiveness is just too big of a hole to climb out of. And I think Tebow. I mean, as as great as he is, I, I can't see him just winning all these games. It's just ridiculous. I mean, their defense is playing out of their minds. Um, I think that as much as this pains me to say, Jack, shh, calm down. Um, the Oakland Raiders win the division. I think that the addition of Carson Palmer, along with the best the best one-two punch in the league, this side of Arian Foster and Ben Tate, is uh, is going to be too much. We have Jack Kirschbaum dancing in the background. Yeah, it's it's can't hear me dancing. It's it's brutal. There you have it. Moving on to baseball. Uh, as we know, baseball has been out for the past couple of weeks, but during that time, the awards have been announced, which were voted before the playoffs, and the newest one today being Ryan Braun winning the NL MVP blue. over your over Matt Kemp of your LA Dodgers. I mean, you know what, guys? we got to think blue. Um, it's a shame. Matt Kemp led, almost had the triple crown, which is uh, leading the league in batting average, home runs and RBIs. He led the league in home runs and RBIs and finished slightly, slightly, slightly behind uh, Jose Reyes of the New York Mets and Ryan Braun of the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, um, unfortunately, the, uh, the Dodgers were not too fantastic this year. Third place um, in the in the West. Yeah, which is not exactly the best division. Um, As we know, voters care a lot about how your team places true. in their division. And it's how all about it's all about team record, which is a shame because I mean, most value really should be who did the most for their team. And without Matt Kemp, uh, the Dodgers are even worse than they were. I mean, he, this guy batted three twenty four, hit. 39 home runs, 126 RBIs, 115 runs scored, and 40 stolen bases. And this is on a garbage team with no line of protection. He's still coming out every day, playing hard, wins a gold glove in center field, likely to win a silver slugger at his position. I, I don't understand how he can win. I mean, whatever, I understand that, uh, you know, team record is important, but I'm ultimately, by all the advanced metrics and the conventional metrics, Matt Kemp was the best player in the National League this year, and it's a bit of a travesty that he wasn't voted as such. Yeah, to move on, but I have to say I agree with the Ryan Braun vote. Really? Really, I do. We should discuss this off-air. I, I disagree. We should, <laughs> well, we'll we should discuss. Well, the this this well, the will be raised, I assure you. Coming up with loyal Dodger Josh. fans, loyal Dodger fans unite against Hulan's effort. Unite. I don't care for Dodger fans. No offense to Dodger fans listening, but boo. Okay. Boo. <laughs> Welcome back to you, your human radio. I'm Zvon Zeffin. I'm Josh Martin. And we're here with our soccer co-captain Yoni Alkayan. Yoni, it's a pleasure to have you here. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. We're really happy you can drop in and talk to us, and we were wondering if you could tell us a little about your experience on your first season with Eula's soccer team last year. So, what we want to know, how was it adjusting to uh, the players on Eula's soccer team compared to your uh, the old players you, should, you used to play with uh, back in Vegas? Well, the school that I came from, I, I was I started out and start, I played soccer ever since I got into middle school for that school in sixth grade. And those players that I was playing with, we played from sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. So our chemistry 
was pretty good, I, I would say. And so we always knew uh, what runs the players were going to make, where to, when to pass, when to shoot. Like, it was just a very well-balanced team. So when I came into ULA, um a lot of the players have been playing from previous years, and they had all the chemistry kind of set, set grounds, and uh, they were all in sync with each other. So, I mean, it was kind of hard adjusting, but since it, was, it wasn't as hard adjusting because I – I had the basics of soccer, and it was easy kind of transition with play with basics. players. Some people call you Ronaldo. Well, He's a little better than basic. I think they might be exaggerating that, but uh, of course but it's messy. Don't worry. Messy, messy right? Yeah. No, but like so players like uh, Anon or like Ariel Safradi or Gabi Kohavi, uh last year, and Zagueta, of course, they were all able to. They were all uh, good soccer players, so we kind of we. We got in sync together in a very early stage of the season, which allowed us to win win a few games, and it was good. Yeah, that's not easy. So, um, you know, a bunch of the players you mentioned, you know, Galbi, Zagwita, right. um, these guys are gone. How is you looking to deal with that on the team? Well, I mean, as I mentioned, some of the some of the kids from before had that have been playing on the team, such as Arya Safarati and and Anon and John Fima. We are all we are all familiar with each other because we've been playing during the summer and we've been just playing a lot of soccer together. So we all are familiar. Of course, it's a big loss. Like some um, many of the seniors last year, um, including Kernick, uh, Flinkman, Epstein, they were all a part of the defense. So our whole defense line, uh, not including Ariel Safradi, is gone, and including our goalie. So that's going to be a major hit to the team. Now we have to replace uh, defenses, but. We're looking, we're looking pretty solid. We have the addition of Jazz Guerra and uh, Gabe Simcha. And uh, Moshe Sachs, of course, who was coming off the bench last year, is not going to start because he has more experience and he's doing a lot better on the defensive side. Well, one thing I'm sure a lot of people want to know who are following the soccer team so far is how, you, how, how is Raf, the coach, how is he going to deal with the whole goalie situation going on? Adam Kernick's gone. You guys didn't really have a replacement right. in line. And right. You had a couple a couple of people audition in some of your practices, so how's that working out? Right. Well, we had uh, a few goalie tryouts, I believe. We had three, and we had we had uh, Gavi's little brother Zohar come in, which uh, which is now our backup goalie to Jake Litwin, and uh, so I mean they, they've been they've been working pretty hard, and I think I think they make great goalies for this year. Jake, of course, being being uh, from a hockey background. He's able to have quick instincts uh, playing goalie from before, and also baseball. He's been playing a lot of baseball, so he's he has kind of the, the hand-eye coordination down. And Zohar, which is actually very surprising, came in uh, as the underdog of the soccer of the goalie tryouts. Has actually been able to make great saves, and he's actually not that not that bad of a goalie. And I think he'll make a great backup. So, um, you know, for every players that you lose, you know, you get new ones, freshmen, sophomores. You know, decide to try mm-hmm. out and play. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any ones that you know to keep your eye on? Um, we have a, a sophomore, Ben Bismuth, who transferred from Shalhebit last year, in the middle of the year. Taking the competition. Yeah, like exactly, yeah. So, but no, he has a, a great soccer fundamentals, and he's he's very quick, very fast. Um, I think it, he's a great addition to the team. He's going to either be playing on the wing, or he's going to be a starting striker, along with Amir. And he has a he's a good shot. He has a good touch. I think he'll be a great addition to the team. And some of the some freshmen to keep an eye on, I think, would be uh, Muller. And uh, AC Gabay, who are both actually on the team, and uh, I think a great, <laughs> great um, they're great additions to the team because they'll be great for the future. So when the seniors leave this year, I think these players coming in freshman year have uh, will have more experience. Will know what the game is like. They'll know the, the league, and uh, I think I think they're, they're great additions to the team, and I think we should keep an eye out for them.
Um, what's it like, uh, you know, being the man this year? I mean, you know, I understand, you know, there are a lot of seniors and whatever, but uh, you're a junior and you're a co-captain. It's big. You know, you normally it's just the seniors. And what's it like being the alpha dog of the team almost? Well, I mean, the position that I play in center midfield is kind of the, <laughs> along with uh, Anon, uh, we pretty much control the, the flow of the game. We we get the ball in from the defense, and then we basically spread it out for, to the offense. We either kick it to the wing or we send the forwards out. So in a position to where they score, and also we have the ability to shoot when we go up with the offense. But um, so me being a junior, of course, it's a lot of pressure because you in our league is a very competitive league where we have Buckley, which is a just a phenomenal team that have been in sync together. They've all been playing for many years now, and they all know each other, and they're just in great shape. All of them have good skill. Uh, same thing with uh, with uh, Providence and like Oakwood is a big competitor. And uh, viewpoint, viewpoint is one of the the biggest in our league, so they're always number number one and two in the league. So coming in as a junior, it's kind of uh, a lot to deal with, but I've uh, I have great teammates, and I don't think it should be a problem, sir. Well, a lot of people would like to know how intense are your practices? How does it prepare you for the game? What what are the most effective drills that you guys do that help you come game time? Well, we have some some uh, very effective drills such as uh, the 5v2, which is basically we get five, five we get five uh, offensive players in, in a very small box, passing it around in between the, in the defense, trying to get 20 or 30 or sometimes 40 consecutive passes together, uh, which helps our touch and also chemistry. So that kind of resembles the tight situation on the field, such as like the corner of the field where we have to really pass it smoothly in between defenders or in the Primarily in the middle of the field where me and Anon and, uh, and Ariel from the wing or John from the wing will come help us and kind of have to weave it in between the defenders. Because when you're on the attack, there's pretty much little room for error. Right, exactly. The defense usually doesn't always come up with us, so it's pretty much like five or six of us versus the whole midfield and, and, uh, and defense. Well, uh, I know you want to give a lot of respect and credits to previous year's teams, but I'll be honest, which, which team is better, this one or last year's? Well, in my honest opinion, I think last year we had the, the advantage of having seniors on the team, uh, very experienced players. They were much more physical. They were they were more willing to go out and, uh, you know, kind of battle for the ball. But um, I think this year the chemistry level is better, uh, better since we've been playing also for a very long time together. And uh, I think that uh, we, sh- we should fare enough, uh, well enough to compete in the league. We have uh, a pretty well-set defense, a uh, strong midfield. We have a, I think I believe that our midfield is stronger last year than it is this year because because me being a sophomore last year and Anon being a junior last year, along with uh, John Fima. So and also Sammy Azir coming off the bench will help us with the speed, and he he's been running cross country for I don't know since he was born. So he <laughs> has a lot of energy, and uh, he'll be able to run the field a long way. So I think I think that the team's pretty much even now. I mean, if we had a we had um, last year's team versus this year's team. I think it'd be a really close game. Yeah. All right. Uh, one thing that we want to know: we know that you're captain. They're going to be captain this year, which means, or you're co-captain this year, which means you'll be captain mm-hmm. next year, which is mm-hmm. good for the team to have an established leader for two years running. Right. But after you're gone, when our class graduates, who do you feel has the best chance of taking the reins of the team, becoming the leader? Um, from looking at a. Uh, the 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 sophomores and and freshmen for this year, I believe I think that uh, Ben Bismuth has potential leadership, and he has all the skills and and necessity to to be captain. I think for next year or um, 
It's a lot of weight to put on their shoulders. A lot of weight to put on their shoulders, yeah. But since most of our team is uh, juniors and seniors, I think that uh, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. Um, I, I hope some well, talent. They can learn a lot. Uh, yeah, well, they can. It's oh, definitely always a learning experience, and uh, and I hope that definitely uh, some new incoming freshmen when we graduate or sophomores will have more skill and um, there'll be uh, a bigger addition to the team. But for right now, it's uh, nothing set in stone, and we'll see who comes in, who leaves, and uh, should be good. All right. All right, good stuff, man. Uh, good to have you on the show. That's your soccer preview 2011-2012. Thank you. Honor here, with here. Yon, honor here with Yon Kaim, co-captain of the soccer team 2011-2012. It's uh, great to have you on, Yon. Thanks. All right. As we all know, Yule is in Tehesed, and this Thanksgiving, Yule, along with Bene David, will be hosting a soup kitchen for the less fortunate. It'll be this Thursday, Thanksgiving morning at 10.45 a.m. Uh, white time, not Persian time. Now let's not forget, for those of you who do go, you get a free t-shirt out of it. Uh, also coming up on uh, December 9th is our freshman Shabaton in San Diego. Not only does this feature a basketball tournament on Saturday night at the JCC, but it also features a trip to Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego, where the freshmen will see the Chargers take on the Baltimore Ravens. Also upcoming that December 9th, Shabbat, is the junior of Valley Shabbaton that will feature Saturday night paintball extravaganza. And also be on the lookout for upcoming Hanukkah activities around Eula, along with millions of awesome daily emails from Rabbi Stefan, and not to mention Tina Gordres. Uh, also, I'd like to wish luck to our varsity basketball team, who will be participating in the Milken Tournament in the near future. And thanks for listening. You can find us on our Facebook page, Eula Podcast, where you can also find a link to our YouTube page. Make sure to tune in next week for your Eula Radio.